I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Supposed to be tightened up for sure. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Friday, happy morning, happy evening, happy ride to work, happy trip out of town, and you're catching up from five episodes back, whatever whatever the case may be for you. We happy to have you here. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet, the number one pretty eye podcast out there, because... I mean, we do all right. We do all right. We all seem to like it, so we'll keep doing it across from me. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's Wes with no T like they call him at work. That's Forever Young 89 like they call him on the socials. That's Elmer Young like we call him around here. That's a motherfucking goddamn glue like my wife likes to call him when she listens to this. Or best and better yet, our motherfucking friend. What's going on, my guy? Um, A whole whole lot of nothing. I feel like I am uh, present and detached all at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. it comes to the culture this week, I'm not... You already know how I go. You'll bring up something that I'll feel like I don't know nothing about, and I'll know a ton of shit about it. Um, but I guess we'll get into that here sometime soon, not to digress too far into that. With my guy with the hottest takes in the United States, that is Cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com where you can still dip into the cereal shit, even though he's not eating that sugary shit any longer. Um, you can yeah, go over youtube.com slash dipped in butter program where, um, again, you can check out some old shit at this point. Um, and maybe one day you'll get some new shit, but life is happening really, really fast here in 2020. In real time. So I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, in real time. Um, so shit gets a little hectic. Um, I also want to say you can catch us this week, um, just like I stated right here a couple seconds ago go at detached.com slash um dip the butter program because sometimes i don't know what the fuck is going on but i'm entertaining enough to um talk my way through it and, and get you guys through it as well um however um you can catch my guy here each and every tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the dip the butter program wherever podcast or place because that's where this one goes my nigga and yours what's popping Real quick, um, bro, since I started this diet journey and all that, bro, I miss cereal so bad. I think I've said that here before. Yeah. I think I've told yeah. you in confidence and on record, but I really genuinely do miss cereal so bad. And you know what's crazy is it seems like as soon as I stopped eating cereal, they started coming out with all the dope flavors. Like when I was constantly buying four to five boxes per grocery store trip and I was 355 plus pounds. There was no cereal coming out, bro. And now that I can't have cereal, cereal's coming out every week. And I'm just like, I want to taste all these cereals, and I can't, bro. So what you're telling me is that people who love cereal now should look at you like a messiah because Hove did that. So hopefully so you hopefully don't, don't got to go, through, go that. through that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I did that, so you don't got to do that. And you don't got to be like me, and now you can enjoy all the cereals out here. So you might, bro, you might, be, you might be, have been the, the sacrificial lamb, I think that's what they call it. Well, I'd be wanting to have cereal because me and my wife was talking about this just a couple hours ago about how she was saying like she misses having cereal in the house a little bit because I used to be the one always bringing it in, bringing it in the house in troves. Like I would just be bringing right. the unnecessary, unnecessary amount of like normal households, I think buy one to two boxes. Is that, is that right? Or am I just imagining what real people do? I guess it just kind of depends on, you know, what's going on. It depend, I guess it depends on who does the shopping and if you respect everybody's cereal differences. Because if you be like, hey, you either about to eat these Frosted Flakes or not. Or you just don't get cereal. 
Or the baby's like, fucking Captain Crunch, let me grab some Captain Crunch too, babe. Like, Lucky Charms, let me grab some Lucky Charms. I like Raisin Bran. Like, so you might wind up with four different boxes of cereal or, if the person who does the shopping loves you. Um, okay. In a okay. regular, you know, the the world that we grew up in, I, I always like to put things in those terms because these new kids are different, bro. They don't, they're not growing up how we grew up. In our households, one to two boxes of cereal. And you're lucky if they're different. You're really lucky if they're different. <laughs> like you um, might fuck around and, and get Rice Krispies yeah, and, and Puff it, Rice. And it, yeah, it does not matter anyways, because if you go in there, like I was going to ask this question off of that, like how many, how many is acceptable open boxes of cereal? Like if you go into the pantry and see three, four open boxes of cereal, are you okay? Like, well, you or is that a problem? Right, you're asking the right guy. Cause first let me tell you, let me tell you about my previous habits a little bit, because here's why I'm going to excuse anybody for any answer that they might be giving in their heads at home on what you just asked. When I used to cereal shop and I was really on my, like, I don't give a, I'm not paying attention to how much sugar I intake in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just was eating wild shit. When I would go sh- like grocery shopping and I would go down the cereal aisle, my thinking was typically I need a fruity cereal, I need a puff cereal, I need a flake, and I need something like basic that could just be eaten at any time. So I might come away with a Honey Nut Cheerio, an Apple Jack, a Frosted Flake, and a Captain Crunch, just because I don't know how I will feel when I wake up in the morning. Like, I might be feeling Captain Crunchy, I might be feeling basic like a flake. And that's too many boxes. So I will have all them boxes open at any given time. They will all be open. So you're telling me you're in the store shopping for cereal like you're shopping for pasta. You might need noodles <laughs> for macaroni and cheese. You might need something And I need for a spaghetti. different noodle for spaghetti. Yeah, for spaghetti. And then, you know, you might want some But anything that like, I'm baking, I might need a ziti for. <laughs> like, see what I'm saying? You're making really important decisions in the cereal aisle. That's crazy. But see, like, all of this shit made major sense to me. And I don't think at any point did I stop in the middle of the cereal aisle and look around. Like, I probably could have saved myself maybe seven years of bad dietary decisions even, had I stopped and looked around at what other people was ever doing. Even as much as you love cereal, have you ever had a grocery store trip where you look down at the cart or get to the register and she's banging out, like, the eighth box of cereal and you're like, bro, I really have a problem that I need. Swear to God, it has to Is that what like birthed the YouTube months. channel? <laughs> Well, in the midst of doing the YouTube channel, like what birthed the YouTube channel was my unnecessary knowledge of cereal, right? Because I would be having random, like kind of like how this show started. Uh I would be having random conversations with my other friend about just random cereal knowledge. And we both kind of stumbled on like, I really have like a abnormal amount of cereal knowledge. Like some people just might know, like, oh, you know, Fruity Pebbles is Fred and Barney, and that's actually a show that used to come on, and that spawned from the show. Hey, but I don't, don't want to. I don't want to cut you off, but if you see how Fruity Pebbles are made, you do kind of respect Fruity Pebbles in a whole different manner. Fruity Pebbles is top tier, bro. Like Fruity Pebbles is really. Like to know Mount that they Rushmore to cereal. know that they don't start off as that flat cereal, but they go through a lot of processes to they get. They go that, through a lot like, to get to that. They flat go through shape. a lot to get to that flat cereal. You might respect it just a little bit more. And like, shout out to the flavorfulness, I guess, if that's the word of uh, <laughs> fruity pebbles. Yeah, brightness. It's a, it's a bright there flavor. Go. There you it's go. It's for sure a bright flavor. So I, I don't know, bro. Like I just feel like at any point, had I ever stopped in the middle of the aisle to look around what other people was doing, I could have saved myself a lot of like bad dietary decisions. And it's just like I don't think I ever stopped to really evaluate how other people consume these products. And again, I'm getting on a whole tangent, but I just don't think that you're supposed to like 
consume that much sugar at five o'clock in the morning and also be like waiting on two pop tarts to warm up. Like you shouldn't be doing that every day. Well, Americans are in some like a silent competition to consume more sugar than everybody else, anyway. So, like, it's just a head nod. No one's fighting us. Yes, and no one's fighting us. Your thing, bro. (laughs) Nobody's arguing with you about your sugar consumption. Yo, you know what's wild about what you just said, right? Me and my wife are on this weird like YouTube kick, right? Like, we watch Mm -hmm. YouTube at the end of the night before we go to bed because I feel like if you watch a show or a movie, it can get your brain working too much and then it's hard to go to sleep. But if you watch YouTube, it's like nine to fifteen minutes of content, and it's no brain power being used. You're telling me YouTube is your version of the Bible for a hardcore Christian family. (laughs) Read the Bible right before bed. Right before you go to bed. (laughs) And so, like lately, we're on this kick of like what. I'm trying to think how I can say this while I'm coming off judgmental, but Fuck I mean it. they know what they're doing. They listen. We know what content. I'm, <laughs> we know what content we put out there in the world. We know what we be saying on here. Yeah, Although yeah. we forget a lot of times, but we know the nature of how, what we talk about, right? So yes, these yep. people know the nature of the content that they record, edit, and produce, right? So it's usually like super heavy food reviewers we watch at night, right? Okay. And again, this could be wrong. I hope y'all I hope y'all know my heart and not my words here. <laughs> but I watch these really big guys review food because like I'm on a diet and I can't really I can't afford mid, like after 10 o'clock Reese cup cravings anymore. But but you so want to know I what? watch these guys scarf down like six packs of Rally's fries with chili and cheese on them. It makes me never want chili cheese fries ever again. And I, I go to sleep content. I mean, and and that's cool, but like can I be honest with you? There's really nothing like a food review from a fat guy. <laughs> fat guys review. I was a fat guy food reviewer too, so I, I, I'm I not mean, disrespecting him. I I'll come like from the, their I ilk. For, I forget what your man's name is, but the dude that got the show on Netflix, Dame drops. Whatever, I know whatever. Everything. Exactly. I know everything. that. The boy, like the boy, could sell water to a well. He's one of those for real, for real, fam. Like listening to him, like he, whatever show he had, and he was exploring food in Vegas, dog, like. Half of the spots that he went, I, they are on my radar just from his description of the food, fam. Like, it makes me want to go and explore that. And, like, if who can I? I don't even know buff niggas because I don't fuck with y'all. Y'all ain't in my circle. But, like, if I hear y'all <laughs> bigging up some food, like, you I'm don't probably, know. Yeah, y'all know you nothing about that, bro. You. Like, get out, fuck out of here. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a thing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, one, you're right. I trust the big guy reviewing, like, He's going to know who got the best pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a nigga that really got like perfect abs, he don't know pizza, dog. Like mm-hmm. you cannot come, you can't convince me he knows pizza. But you know what's interesting for me personally? I'll just speak for me. I won't put this on nobody else, but there is a threshold. Like I like yeah. a big guy food review, but if he's too big, okay, let me to not trust in him <laughs> because now I feel like. You just like everything, bro. Let me say this. I probably don't respect the the fat guy food opinion if food is what made you fat. If you come from a big <laughs> bonded family, I can respect you loving I, food because okay. it's in your genes and your DNA. Not okay? your fault. But like, Can't help if it. you are Louis Anderson trying to tell me that this hot dog truck is good, I'm probably not going to believe you more than fucking Emerald Lagasse. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's so tricky when it comes to the food reviews, man. And it's just like the the one that me and me and my wife are hip to lately. This guy, it's not even like he's not even good. <laughs> like that's what's so funny about it. he's not even like you just mentioned. Dame drops. Dame is really good at articulating 
what it tastes like, why it tastes yeah. good, what he likes about it. He's really good. He's articulate with what he does, and he deserves that Netflix deal, even though I stopped mm-hmm. watching him a while ago because he sold out <laughs> and started mm-hmm. putting, like, I almost said something bad there. He started it's, putting eye candy on the TV just for the other fat people at home, and I stopped respecting it. It's different, for sure. You can tell that. Yeah, but it's like... The guy that we watch now is not even good at it because all he does is stuff fast food in his mouth and then he says 10 out of 10. <laughs> like it's just everything, every meal he eats is 10 out of 10 unless the person serving it to him made him mad. And then he goes on a full rant, yells into the camera, spits everywhere, and then says two out of 10. So, so you was so, like, wait, what? He's living, so you, breathing Cartman, by the way. I was about to say, so you guys are kind of using this along the same lines as like YouTube being the Bible. You guys are kind of using it as religion to stay away from things because he sounds it like is. he makes everything look disgusting. So like, I can kind of get with that. Even the finest foods, like some of them we got to be careful because like shit that we still plan on eating at some point, like he's got videos for days. Like he does one a week and he's been doing this shit for like 12 years. And if you scroll through his channel, you can actually see him getting fatter in real time. Like as you scroll down his page, you can see the weight gain in real time. Like he was always a big dude, but since his channel got popping, mm-hmm. he had to produce more videos. Right. Got to eat, eat more stuff. See. And you can like see, like if you scroll, remember those little books you used to get in elementary school when you go mm-hmm. and Take you can pictures. see like mm-hmm. the stick figure run. Yep. If you do his YouTube channel just right, you can see his neck disappear. <laughs> it's insane. But so see, again, he's exactly he's exactly who I'm talking about. I couldn't listen to him talk about food because food made you. He's fat. just eating. Yeah, yeah he's just like, eating. Like he's yeah, not. Food I, made I, you this day. In all honesty, and I love his channel. Like props to the dude. Like I'm not trying to diss him or sit here and belittle him, but it's I, I don't think he tastes anything because like he takes such large bites, like. I mean, if he's trying the Popeye's chicken sandwich, it's three, four bites max before it's gone. And he's yes, taking yes. six napkins and wiping his mouth and saying 10 out of 10. And I'm like, did you, did you taste it? Yeah, you did couldn't you taste have. it. You couldn't have. Couldn't have. Nah, Impossible. I don't fuck with that. You didn't do that correct. And I don't fuck with that. Speaking of doing it correct, let's go back in the show a little bit. Okay. Kids cleaning their rooms. Okay. We both have kids around the same ages in our mm-hmm. household. And I was asking you as the music was coming in, I don't know if y'all heard that or not, but I was asking Wes what his procedure and approach was, him and his wife's procedure and approach, when it comes to the littles, the five through eights, in cleaning their rooms and how you approach it. Because for those of y'all that might not have kids or may not have kids around those ages or don't remember or whatever the case may be, you get kids, they got a lot of shit toys. And when I say shit toys, I'm talking absolute plastic garbage from McDonald's that they have accumulated over time. (laughs) You just haven't like every time you pick it up, you literally underhand toss it back in their basket instead of tossing it in the trash. Like you're supposed to. And over time you just look around in their room and you wonder what, how did this get this? Because kids have the audacity sometimes to ask you for that simple shit that you thought that they didn't care about. They'd be like, um, where's my, where's my Lilo? You'd be like, what? Like my Lilo from McDonald's. Like, are you shitting me? Like I threw it away. And you tell them that, and then you got to deal with little girl emotions, fam. And it's like, bro, I don't have time for this. Fam, uh, do you watch Marvel movies at all? Please tell me yes. Oh, okay. Well, there's a 
I don't know if it's Captain America, Captain America. There's a Falcon dude somewhere in this universe. I don't fuck with it either, but there's Isn't a black. black? Fa- I was about to say he, he's, he's black. The guy that, uh, he plays Papa Doc plays yeah, a Falcon. You know dude who I'm talking about. I was trying to think of his real know name. Who I'm I like about. referring to him as Papa Doc way Papa better. Doc plays him in the movies. And my, my daughter got one of his little McDonald's toys randomly in him Happy Meal one day. And she has had him. For years, and I don't know why she likes him so much, but I couldn't see fit to throw him away because when she asked him for asked me where he was one day, she referred to him as Fairy Bro, and I was just like, "Say that again!" And she was like, "Daddy, where's Fairy Bro?" And I was like, "The name was so fire!" I was like, "Wherever he is, when we find him, we're keeping track of this nigga." Absolutely, Fairy Bro is the firest nickname I've ever heard for a toy. So, but. My 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 daughter's room gets out of control on a regular basis to where there's just so much shit on the floor. There's less floor than there is things. Yes, sir. And we try to make it a habit of teaching her how to clean up after herself by sending her into the room and saying, clean your room. And she's decent at like, when I say she's decent at it, I'm, I just basically mean she don't talk back when we tell her to do it. Like she's like, <laughs> okay, daddy, and run in the room and start picking mm-hmm. stuff up. But the problem is... Sometimes her room gets so dirty, I think even she forgets what's not a part of the floor. So she'll like pick up a few things, put them in the box, and then she'll come back to me and be like, my room's clean. And I'll just be like, there's no physical no human way. way. Like, there's no, no way. human way that you've done that that fast. So I go in there. It's still a mess. She's picked up five things out of 55. Mm. And I have to, like, stand there in the doorway and, like, point at each thing I want her to pick up. And it's just like, I don't know if that's helping or trying to get her to learn independently cleaning is the best strategy. So, like, what is your strategy? To um, so, again, like I say, this is probably like a two, three time a week thing at this point, just because, like, it's been a it's been a rough war. It's been a tough fight and a, and a long transition of trying to get them to not play downstairs in the living room, like oh, in, the, in the main space. You know what I'm saying? So, like. All the toys are now upstairs in the room. So whenever they want to go play, like the room turns into the war zone and shit's yeah. everywhere. And it's all it's literally the imagination so, land up there. Yeah, for sure. So they might get like two days of that. But then it get like, I, I just think, you know, shout out to their mother. She's just done a great job of having the organizational thing down in their room. So they know where to get it from and they know where it goes back to and shit has their name written on it and all types of shit. So like, nah, little niggas, when y'all, when I tell you go clean your room, you got to go like, it needs to look like it looked basically before you know what i'm saying y'all threw all the shit around because it mainly just all be toys like they don't really throw their clothes around no more and shit like that because i don't you know just run now i want to say i'm running tight shit around this motherfucker but like because who's exactly loose ain't nobody be trying to clean up after you like y'all you know and not for nothing this might be a black family thing but like i y'all get clean up after your goddamn self like it's a <laughs> you just have to constantly remind them all day long like like say even downstairs in the kitchen like with snacks and shit like yo when you done throw that shit away like i'm not about to keep going behind y'all doing little shit just because y'all want to be careless like nah hell not throw your trash away you know it starts to bring that accountability and responsibility word in pretty soon on, on a small scale for real for real so yeah like, y'all y'all gotta be responsible for some of this shit because i don't live in here I don't live in this motherfucker. Like y'all come here and throw this <laughs> it's y'all's apartment. With, yeah, what I look like coming around here and picking up one thousand pieces of Legos. Like, nah, oh I ain't God. doing it. The smallest toys, bro. Like my yeah. my daughter had got into her light bright from Christmas, and one thing about Christmas is like you tend to get board games and little shit add on toys in, in the eleventh hour just to try to fill up the stocking or to make the tree look a little bit more like mm-hmm. I don't know uh, in bloom. 
than it normally is. Like, okay, you got all the big shit, but now I need to add a bunch of bullshit to wrap up to make this tree look more fuller underneath. Said I want to make so you start sure buying bullshit. I want it to look like it's a part of the forest and not the nursery at Home Depot. Yeah. So I think I, we got our light bright last Christmas, but we never officially opened it. And by officially opening, I mean like opened it with her, sat her down, showed her what it is. I think it just got opened. And then, of course, all the little prong pieces became like Garts. cooking food for her <laughs> utensils. They're all over the place. So when I go to vacuum, it takes me 30 more minutes to vacuum because I have to like scour the room for all the yellow ones that oh, blend man. into the carpet. It's literally a living hell. It's a oh, living you bet, hell. You better than me. It'd just sound like a crunchy mess. <laughs> <laughs> It'd sound like a crunchy mess going across the floor. And I'd be like, that is so sad. See, normally that's me, but I'm going to tell you why I can't do that because the vacuum and the vacuum upkeep is somehow my wife's project. Like my okay. wife takes great pride in reviving the vacuum when it breaks. Okay. Like she'll sit down on the floor, get out all the tools and the really like spend knife. an hour. You only need a, only need a butter knife for it out. Yeah, like she'll she'll spend like she'll make it a project. So I feel bad if I'm just like running over nickels and she like hears the vacuum like crunching, 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 and she's the one that usually be fixing it. If you're if if I'm hearing you like I think I'm hearing you, and you're telling me she takes pride in this. Why won't you support her? Break the fucking vacuum, dude, so she can do it more. Yeah, well, I don't so know how much proud. fun she's having. <laughs> like now, if, uh, if, now if she if had an earbuds if, and she was if, like bumping the SWV while she was doing it, then I would give her more work. Now, I, but now, I don't know you, if she's cursing now, when she's doing it. Now, does this happen unprompted? Because the way that you're making it sounds like is that she wakes up on a Saturday morning, she does jumping jacks. She takes a shower. She sits down in the middle of the floor and she breaks out the vacuum and she gets to it like unprompted. There's no, there was nobody using the vacuum. It didn't break in action. Just fixes, it. just fixes the vacuum. Like it's kind of a, a little project. bit like that. I'll tell you this: I don't think she's ever fixed it on a not Sunday. Like it's always Dude, a Sunday. Man, like so, give, I, I I don't know. Give her a challenge because not for nothing. Right now, she might be kind of big headed about her vacuum fixing skills, fam. You might have. Oh, to she might be thinking she better than she is. Like, hey, babe, there's these yellow little prongs, three hundred little yellow prongs in here. Figure this out. <laughs> Maybe I reach underneath and just cut the belt. <laughs> yeah, just cut the belt. Smooth cut too. Like as she looks at it, she's like, "This didn't rip. It's a yeah. perfect straight line. It's cut." So maybe I need to do that and just add a little spice into her life. I don't know. Speaking of kids, bro, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. So I this might make me weird, and this is just like fleshing out and coloring in the story, right? Mm-hmm. I don't listen to DMX at the gym, bro. Like, I prefer R&B when I'm in the gym. Is that weird? Nah, it's not weird. Let me tell you why it's not weird. Uh, again, this is art imitating life. I was out earlier, and DMX came on the radio. And this is no, like, new thing to anybody. But if a, if a nigga took the time to growl on his records, fam... Like that, you you got to be in a different. How mind do we expect state. him to live that long? And what you got to be in a different mind state to like even turn that on to know a nigga is about to be growling for the next twelve tracks in your ear. So like, I can understand if you don't want to like be that aggressive at the gym. Like maybe you just trying to like get your win back and DMX growling in your ear is just not the level of aggressive that you need. Well, you said it's not weird, but hold my beer. I'm about to make oh, it. Lord. I'm gonna tell <laughs> you why. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why R and B is better at the gym. Because contrary to what popular popular belief is, is you want to throw and walk a flock of flame because you get amped, you start throwing up the weights a lot harder. But I'm here to attest that theory. I'm here to combat that theory. My theory is I don't I don't think you're as strong when you're hyped off of headbanger music as you are when you're horny or thinking about fucking. 
So give me the dreams for a play in the headphones, thinking about fucking and getting that extra horny strength. Now, don't worry, gym goers. My dick is not like standing straight up when I'm leaning back on, on the weight vents. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is, is there's more motivation in thinking about like date night That's- on the weekend while you're pumping iron than it is thinking about Lil Boosie and wipe me down. That's what I was about to say. I guess there's different motivations while you're at the gym now. Shout out to you for not having a boner in the gym because that would Never make did things it. awkward. I promise y'all. But like, there are some niggas who are in there for the other musclehead bros. Like, they want to show off for the musclehead ah, bros. Like, true. I mean, everybody has, you know, the, the women. Like, there are some women in there who are trying to, like, show up some other women. Or, you know, everybody has a different motivation for being in the gym. So, if yours is to keep your sex win together, who gives a shit? Like... Well, it didn't start as my motivation, but let me tell you, it's not deterring I mean, me. <laughs> I'll exactly. tell you that. Like when, I didn't go you, in there for that, but it's something that I found on my way out of the gym that I was like, huh, I'm a little yeah, bit better like, at this now. This is, like if this was one of those like drugs that they put on those infomercials, this would be like one of the two good positives they give you before the 60 negatives. Before the 60 negatives. Like taking this not only can increase your blood flow, but it'll make you fuck longer. Yeah. The downsides are that you will die, heartburn, <laughs> heart attack. Uh, your blood, you will stop making blood. Oxygen Hives. will stop flowing through your body. <laughs> and not to mention diarrhea. Like, God now, damn. It's always diarrhea on the list. Always. I'm not going to come here and lie on our podcast because in no shape or form is my dick A1 or nothing like that. My wife will attest to that and tell the truth. It's not A1, but it's at least like B3 at this point. No. I'm enjoying going to the gym. But I said all that to say to circle around to the actual point I was making. We love to like jump off the cliff here. The point I was making is I was in my R&B playlist, and you know me, I'm a bad boy guy. Right. I was like on the treadmill or the elliptical machine, and I was just like, I'm getting in my R&B bad boy bag, because me and Wes was talking about it recently, and I need to hear some bad boy R&B jams. So between Only You by 112 and the Carl Thomases and all of that, I'm like, man, this is really a vibe. And then Used to Love Me by Faith Evans came on. Now- what I like to do is I like to throw like a little rag or a towel over the, the screen of your treadmill or your elliptical because it's harder for me to work out when I can see how much time I have left because then it feels like forever. It feels like an eternity True. when the thing keeps telling you, True. you have 33 minutes of this workout left. I'm like, fucking shit. So I have to throw a towel over that so I can't see it. Okay. And then I'll put videos up. So I'll just look at the videos. And I was watching... Used to Love Me by Faith Evans. And I noticed something in the video that nobody talks about, bro. Nobody talks about this. And nobody remembers this video well enough to be able to like <laughs> just remember those offhand. So don't worry, y'all. I'll help y'all out. There's a part halfway through the video where there's a set, like classic bad boy videos, where the performing artist is on a stage. It's elevated. There's a crowd throwing their hands up like they did in mm-hmm. the 90s, the crisscross hands, the I want to be down <laughs> hands. And then there's a performance up on stage, which in this case and scenario would be Faith Evans. And there's usually dancers, right? Mm. This is We have seen this mantra a million times over. But one particular thing about this video is super interesting to me. I don't know if it was Puff or Faith or Stevie J or Hype Williams. I don't know whose decision this was. But if you look closely to this video... Faith Evans is surrounded by a bunch of 10 and 12-year-olds in scandally clad outfits doing the butterfly. Hmm. I'm not exaggerating this description. When I tell you they have on like two tops and mini skirts 
and weave slick down like they're grown women. And they're like 10 and 12 years old. And they're like doing belly rolls and butterflies with knee pads on like they're in a pantry video. Maybe maybe we missed a, a public cry out for help. Somebody should have helped them girls. Meanwhile, they're just butterflying away in There's the video. There's like eight to ten of them, too. Where it's like, at first I was like, well, maybe that's like her nieces or something. She was I was just about to say that. I'm not mad at getting your baby nieces in. But there were too many of them to be possibly Faith Evans' nieces. I mean, it was like 10 or 12. Oh, I almost said something bad. There were 10 or 12 of those innocent, sweet yikes. little girls. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> maybe, maybe she comes from a large family. That that The description of that sounds terrifying. Like, it sounds like a yeah, horror oh, film. Bro, like, you, the elliptical machine has, like, little foot placement things that hold your feet in place when you're going up and down. Yeah. I almost tripped and fell off a Man. stationary machine. <laughs> The the only thing that could make the story worse is saying that it was a R. Kelly video. Like that's the only thing that could potentially like make yeah. it a, a a true nightmare. Yeah, that's no, nice. it it felt like a nightmare. Like I immediately started like looking over my shoulder trying to see who was seeing me see this. It was very <laughs> uncomfortable. It was very no, uncomfortable. No, it's R. It's R and B video. It's Faith Evans. Uh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and Faith got the jams. Not for nothing. Faith got the jams. So I was. It don't happen until like halfway through the video. So I'm already mid. I remember. I'm already into it too much to act like I don't like it. So it's it sprung upon me. That's what was the most uncomfortable. Because had I seen it early, I would have went ahead and skipped. Like, oh, this is crazy. I'm gonna have to listen to the audio of this. <laughs> Listen, I'm already in. Yeah, like you halfway through before these uh, preteens pop up, and it's just it's completely unnerving. I mean, it, it lends to you know that that time being a different time. I guess not not to say it's right or not to throw it no bail, but regardless of whatever the answer it is. But, that just wasn't on nobody's radar to look at and be like, hey, this shit look kind of weird. Like, again, if it's your little nieces and nephews or if it's your little nieces, like, you're like, oh, no, I'm just putting on, like, this is this is a cool way to add them to the video. But, like, in retrospect, that shit looks terrible. Let me let me tell you what's also the last thing that's a little concerning, because you do make a good point. Like, maybe it's a different time. Maybe nobody was thinking about that. But something makes me think that maybe they were thinking about that because you have to kind of look to catch it. Like, I feel like they did it and then imposed somebody at the control center was like, ooh, let me go ahead and add a little bit of blur to this scene. Like, they blur the scene around the edges and then they, like, lift the camera up so you can only kind of see the top of their heads for most of the time. So I think in post, somebody caught it like, ooh, this ain't. Or or that's how you oblige your sisters and your cousins and put your nieces and little cousins Uh, in the video. We'll put them in there. Yeah, but ain't nobody going to be able to see them. That's them. They was there. You, that's there. You can, you did their hair right. You Look, see all they, the fans. That's, they, that's a little Bree Bree silhouette. You see her right there, bro. Uh, speaking of a different time, bro. Let me tell you, nigga. So my son is a grown man now. He's got his own money. This has been mm-hmm. the fact for over two years now. So he does what he wants, mm-hmm. and especially now that he's out of school, he really kind of does what he wants. And I ain't knocking him, man. He's got at least the summer to just kind of do what he wants, chill out, enjoy not having school, enjoy not having projects. I ain't mad at him. He ain't want to pick up full time just yet at the McDonald's, so he just want to work his weekend. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. Yo, anybody, when you say McDonald's, fam, that is the funniest <laughs> I, I can I only say McDonald's because I can't say Sack Johnson's on here because y'all Ooh, wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yes, Sack Johnson's you, is really what I'm you've talking. said it on here before. We'll catch okay. him up to speed. That's a that that belongs in a dipped in butter glossary for sure. Yeah, like, Sack Johnson's. Know what we're for talking sure. about. So he don't want to do Sack Johnson's full time right now, but he ordered the uh, VR Facebook Oculus recently. 
Okay. And you oh, know he, me. Oh, you he, got, got, he got money, money. He got money. Oh, yeah, he got like money. he got money, money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he sprung a little better part of five, $600 on this thing, and he's been tinkering with it this week. And finally, the day came where he came home from his weekend shift at McDonald's, came through the door. Now, usually when he comes in from work, he's tired. He walks right past us, don't speak, goes in his room and closes the door, and we leave him mm-hmm. alone. Right. But this time he went in his room, changed his clothes, and then came in our room. And I kind of looked over my shoulder like, what you want, bro? <laughs> this, is like, help you this is weird. And what you want? Yeah, like he came in our room and he was like, uh, y'all ready? And I was like, ready for what? And he's like, you want to try this VR? And I'm like, oh, shit. You extending a hand. You want you want us to come fuck with the VR? Like, I try the me, VR, dog. Let me let get me your put, mom. Let me put you on right quick. Yeah, he was like, he was on that. Like, you, you try to get put on, dog? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I do kind of want to try and see what, what the fuss is about. When I tell you, Wes, like, every short YouTube clip or every TikTok you've seen of every boomer or 40-plus-year-old <laughs> with a VR headset on his head, I used to always think these videos were highly exaggerated or staged in some sort of way. But when I tell you as a 40-year-old man that grew up dreaming about what it would be like to be in the future one day, because me and you have had plenty of porn VR talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually putting a VR headset on my head for the first time, Wes, there is no way to not sound like every ridiculous man you've ever seen on YouTube. Oh, no. I've I've put it on before. Like, Diddle got one. So, like, I put it on before and, like... You not only do you look like it if somebody else is looking at you, but you feel like it. You feel like you are so lost in the sauce. How like, do you stop from looking like an idiot with your head all up at the ceiling? Like, oh shit, that's the sky. I th- that's I the think, sky. Yeah, I think we're in a unique position. I don't know if our parents particularly got to experience this because like their the generation before them was a little bit more stricter. But now we literally get to like in that moment see ourselves looking at our parents and we get to see ourselves being our parent at the same time uh-huh, you know what i'm saying uh-huh. it's like yo i i i just never thought that i would be in this position to be looking Can't like stop this out here but i look fucking crazy but i think i might even said it when we talked about it then or i don't know maybe we didn't talk about it here but like i probably only got about 10 minutes tops of vr and me fam and, and you had to take it off Got to take it off it's too it's it's too, <laughs> it's, it's too much like you know what i'm saying because it, this it gets is you overload sensory overload dog and like it 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 replicates what you're doing in real life so like you you still have to use your senses to monitor real life but you need your senses for what's going on around the game i only got about 10 minutes of that bro before i feel crazy and like i need to like snap out on somebody so like that's not a lifestyle for me like like you talk about going to the game and I think it would be dope to attend a concert via right, that. But yeah. I also think I also think it would be lame to like. Um, this is my vision of the future. Somebody comes to visit you. They're knocking, knocking, knocking on your door. Nobody's answering the fucking door. They walk in, and all four of you idiots are sitting <laughs> on a couch with a VR on, with your eyes covered. Yeah, like <laughs> this is fucking nuts, fam. So like, I just don't think well, I got all of that in me, bro. It's it's so interesting, man, because like. I put the shit on and I did all the, I did all the stereotypical troves. Like I almost hit my daughter cause I was swinging at the enemy in the game. Like unintentionally, like I wasn't in there just wilding out trying to put on the scene and trying to play it up. Like it legit gets you going. Yes. Like you start feeling like it's an extension of yourself. And I had that very like nineties movie moment when I had the headset on because it was, it, 
the system is still new for my son. Like he ain't had it but a few days. So I had the headset on and he was downloading a new game for me to play. So I got the headset on. I'm in this virtual world. I'm looking at my virtual hands, tripping fucking balls. Like I just ate 30 milligrams of edibles. I'm tripping balls, looking at this VR shit. And I hear my son in my headset going, okay, do you see a menu yet? Like, I feel like I'm in the second movie to the Matrix yeah. series. Because yeah. I got this shit on my eyes. I can hear my son's voice like, okay, don't freak out, but I'm going to download something. Tell me when you see it. And then some shit drops out the goddamn ceiling. And I honestly felt like I was going to shit. Like, I felt like I was going to yeah, shit on bro. myself. It's yeah. sens- Like you said, it's sensory overload. Sensory and I played it for maybe a good hour or so. So I played it for a good while. But I'm going to tell you, there's a moment when you pull the headset off your eyes and you return to reality, it's one of the weirdest fucking feelings in the yeah, world. Yeah, bro. That's, what, that's And that's what I'm saying. Like, and not, like you say, I think, but again, it, it lends to my argument about sensory overload because a lot of people who are, I don't want to say not as conscious or as aware as me and you be, but like, I'm putting this, I'm still thinking like, okay, there's still shit going on around me. So like, I'm not getting wild with the steps. You know what I'm saying? I'm not running into the wall. Can't overextend yourself. So I feel like when you see the people doing that, they fully immersed, you know what I'm saying? And whatever this is, that's why you running into the wall, fam. Because how the fuck did you forget that you were in your 65 square foot living room? Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not that deep to me. You, you know can what still I'm feel the carpet underneath your feet. It's your relax. carpet, bro. Yeah. Like, this is fucking weird. So like, how you ended up doing that, what, you know, it might be partial cap, but it Again, like I, I cannot. That that's that's the matrix, fam. Like I can't fully like just go into that and forget what's going on around me. Like to me, right. that's my same version of don't watch porn with two two ear AirPods in, fam. You gotta know. <laughs> that's exactly, kicking, bro. That is know. the exact common, bro. That's you the exact. Ha- you have to know when somebody's kicking down the door. You don't want to get murdered with your dick in your hand because you didn't know a nigga was coming because you had your second AirPod in. Like, are you kidding me? Because don't get me wrong, bro. Every fiber of my being wants to watch porn with the headphones both on with it max volume. What a high. But it's too much sacrifice. It's just that, way too much That sacrifice. seems like the perfect storm recipe to get caught watching porn. Like, who wants For to get sure. caught watching porn? Like, you were, too, sure. you were too careless today. You had your porn up on 100 with both AirPods in. And now your toddler is watching you watch somebody <laughs> fucking cowgirl on your phone. And she's asked, now she's asking you for three days straight, what was you watching? Like That's at least 13 times worse than being 10 years old doing the butterfly in front of Faith Evans. It's got to be 10, 10 to 12 times worse. One's got to be a memory. The other's a nightmare, period. <laughs> Fam. Okay, so we're rapid firing these because I got a lot of shit I want to talk to you about. Who knows how much real time we actually have. Speaking of a nightmare. So... One of your most legendary moments on the show that like sometimes pause if necessary. Sometimes I lay in the bed and I stare at the ceiling <laughs> and I think about what you said and I'll kind of, I, I smile a little bit and I shake my head like Wes is really that nigga. <laughs> and one of my favorite moments of yours on the show when you was like, bro, sometimes when I shit, I just cry a little I bit. Cry I was like, shit, yeah. bro, the moment is so fire because you just kind of left it alone. And I still think about it to this day, like, bro, that is like, that's amazing to me. And when when I say amazing, I mean like the psychology of humans, right? Like I'm very much into human psychology and that ain't me trying to say something's wrong with you or there's a mental thing there. I just love how different humans are. Like I've always been interested in how different humans can be. 
You know what I'm saying? But I bring that up to really talk about me. <laughs> I really brought let that me, up to have a moment stop, to talk let about Let me stop you before you get there. Please, I thought about please. this after listening to last week's episode. And it wasn't the first time you had said this to me. But because I love you and I under, I know your heart and I know where you're coming from. Of course. I know what you mean by it. But it cracks me up now whenever you go into the you are a beautiful mind speech because you're a beautiful it's just, mind. It's just synonymous with retard. And I just love <laughs> no, it. Yeah, no, see, that's, I, where, I, that's a bad scene. <laughs> it's a bad stigma. It's a bad stigma because I know the beautiful mind movie is about oh, something more what like I'm what saying. you're talking about. <laughs> but to me, as somebody that's very interested oh. in human psychology, to me, all minds are beautiful. And that's, that's not just I'm, me trying to be that's funny. What I'm saying. I know what you mean by it. It just cracks right, me right. up in like okay. the regular aspect of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. I know what so, you're saying. But if somebody who doesn't know you listens to that, they be like, he just called him a full-blown retard. Not right at all. Face, and he didn't do anything. He <laughs> laughed and joked with him for another 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> Bro, in, in, in human language, also yeah. another thing very interesting to me because yeah. depending on context and infliction and all of that shit means something. Mm-hmm. We're going to have that talk one day, too, about infliction and oh, yeah, context yeah, sure. and all of that. But, fam, I was on the toilet, <laughs> and I think I finally had my first instance of kind of understanding what you meant. Okay. And I so- came here to share with you one of my intimate moments okay. on the potty. I was on the potty, and I had something happen to me that happened semi-regularly. And I don't know why this didn't come to my mind when we talked about this back then, but it came mm-hmm. to my mind recently. Sometimes, and listeners, I apologize if y'all don't like shit talk, but we'll try to keep it as listenable as possible. Mm-hmm. Here we are. I was on the potty doing my number two. And you ever have like, you ever have to shit so bad you are scared to shit? Like mm-hmm. you're starting the shitting process, you feel your bowel start to move and then you go, mm-mm. Yep. Oh, that's yep. going to be a big one. Yeah. And then you immediately like start like you're you freezing temper. up as if like you, this is your first time on stage as a you comedian have, and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. You have to temper your shit. That's hard to do. Like, fam, when you start a shit and your body tells you like, all right, now do you remember the last time you did this? And you're like, damn, was it two, three days? Ago? Oh, shit. It might have been two, three days ago last time I shit. And then you start getting worried, like, oh, this is going to be a big shit. And then if you start, like, you ever, like, start the process to see how it's going to go? Like, okay, is this going to be a smooth one? Or is this going to be, like, a laboring, like, situation? And then if it's the latter and you start feeling yourself labor, do you ever, like, back out? Like, ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to I might, not, I might need to close up shop and do this another I, time. I, I feel like I might have shared that here before too, but you know, like I said, without getting into too much detail, at this point in time in my life and for a while now, like I am a daily shitter. Um, I get my shitting out the way before it's much noon. Better. It's I certainly much better. get I certainly get my shitting out of the way before noon. Um, d- definitely regularly in the morning when I first wake up, you know, that's a thing. Like, gotta go have my 15, 20 minute prayer session, you know what I'm saying, in the toilet. Um, that's just how that goes. Um, and then maybe sometimes around like coffee after coffee, like I might gotta have a round two to get the rest of that up out of there. I was just coffee. about to say, I wish I drank coffee because I feel like that yeah. would help keep me more ready. Yeah, yeah, nah, definitely. Coffee coffee will, coffee will get you right. Even if you thought you got it out the first time, like coffee will be like, hey, fam, guess what? You we got, got some more. Um, but I only experienced like backing out of a shit one time and I was like 11 or 12. Um, <laughs> and I went, I went to the toilet one day and I sat like, it was one of those, like my stomach was hurting. I was like, all right, we got to go take a shit. And, I went and I tell you, and I might have, you know, told the story here before. Sorry if this is your second time hearing this, but it'll be funny again. Fuck it. Um, I went, 
I went to the toilet and I tried to go shit, fam. And the, the only way that I can describe this, um, you've seen the movie 13 Ghosts, right? Of course. The nigga with the nails sticking out of his face. Uh-huh. Or there's another Hellraiser. Hellraiser is a great Pinhead. comparison to make. That's what it felt like the shit coming. Like it felt like the <laughs> shit had pins coming out of it, out of my ass. So like I started to crown and turtle head that thing. And it felt it's like, like I'm, not, I'm not built for this. Dog, it felt like they was I was gonna have to tell so I was gonna have to lean out in the hallway with my ass in the air and be like, call the ambulance. My asshole is ripped wide the fuck open. There's blood everywhere. Somebody come help me. Like that's what it felt like. <laughs> There's it was blood going everywhere. There's blood everywhere. Somebody come help me. So I backed out of that shit, dog. And like I think for the next three or four days, like every time I went Oof. back to the body and crowned and turtle headed, it was like sharper and sharper. Fam. So I was like, <laughs> oh, see, I, was like, not, see, I did not I tell like, the story for you to do that. Yeah, I feel like, like you took the ball and took off. <laughs> and I'm not mad at you because I feel relieved because this is what I'll be feeling like. Sometimes I'll be feeling like I need to get off of here and out of here because I'm not ready for this. Like I'm not. I know. I know. Not even that I'm not ready for this. I cannot do this. Like not, not never Someone's going gonna to have be to ready. surgically take this yeah. out. Never going to be ready like this. That is like being young and dumb. You don't know no better. But that's probably a scenario where you need a stool softener, fam. Like, go ahead, get the white cream, get the milk of magnesia, do whatever you need to do because that you can't get that out like that, bro. But like, it's too much McDonald's. I'm young and dumb, and I'm not even at the age where I'm discussing taking shits with nobody yet. Like, I'm at the age where it's like that's still a hey, mind your fuck. I kind of don't even want nobody to know I'm in here. (laughs) And and not only that, I'm at the age where you don't know what I'm doing in the bathroom. You don't know if I'm shitting or beating off. So like, I just don't want to share my bathroom (laughs) stories with you at this point you know what i'm saying in my life i don't want to talk about it again i went through that for three or four days to the point where after like the third or fourth day i realized i wasn't getting around it so i literally had to scream this turd out um you know like blood scream like 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 rambo like you're basically in there like rambo putting a torch to his knife trying to seal a bullet wound Nigga, I was in there with the oh! like I had to, I had to, I had to get it out, dog. Like that was the only what way is, it, was, it, it wasn't coming out in silence. Like, tell me your it. go-to move when the turtle head is excruciating and you know that you are laboring over a stool. I only do you grab, do you grab the rim of the toilet and squeeze? Do you rock back and forth? Uh, I, I there was a time in my teens when I used to like take my hand. And like, oh my God, this might be oversharing. Well, fuck it, bro. You my nigga, I'm with you. There was a time when I used to like claw my thighs to redirect the pain. Like, I'm just going to claw my thighs. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a major pain. That's the a major pain. pain it's too excruciating. I need to redirect the pain. I'm going to claw my thighs real hard. And then yeah, maybe I'll yeah. think about the thigh pain and just completely forget about the butthole. That's that's the major pain theory. You want me to take that pain off your leg? Let me see your finger. You know what I'm saying? We can definitely get that done for you. But like, I definitely think I grabbed a hold of whatever I had to because it was one of those where you got you got to use leg to get this turd out. You yes. know what I'm saying? So you yes. gotta like you gotta grab something that Stomp you can down. get some foundation to. Yeah, so that way you mm-hmm. can use your because you gonna like lift off like a rocket a little bit trying to get that that rough, that rough turtle head toilet. out of there. Yeah, so and you gotta get him going, and then you know you can you can move on about. You ever today. use one of them squatty potties? No, but I would love to. I haven't either. I feel I like they would to. work. I feel, I feel like they work. That's why I would love to. I've just not been I'll in a position. You, I just don't want it in the bathroom. Like, I don't want it. I'm kind of like you still at 40 years old. Like, I don't want anything really in my bathroom that gives anybody implication as to how often or how laborious my stools are. 
I don't so really I just like, like if you buy a squatty potty, do you just keep it in the bathroom next to the toilet? Or do you I like say, put it in the linen closet until you need but it? See, I say yes because the squatty potty to me is a thing that like it came around and when it came out, they like kind of put the sauce on it, like, yo, this is actually like how we are supposed to use the bathroom. Yeah, like, we're doing like, it wrong. Even if you think about like squatting down in nature, fam, like you get that natural position of the squatty potty. So like <laughs> once you add the science into that shit, you'd be like kind of right like so if i see a squatty potty like i'm just gonna respect that you like to get your bowels out properly like you don't like to you don't like to have rough shit so i it don't maybe bother me eyeballs, at all maybe our eyeballs don't need to be bulging like that when we're just trying yeah, to get yeah, yeah, Johnson's like, out. just to, just imagine if you raise your knees eight inches how much relief you get from taking a shit like i'm crazy, gonna go on right? amazon after this i'm gonna go on yeah. amazon after we gotta figure it's, that it's worth it's worth the shot and then like not not for nothing i like houses nowadays who kind of put the they put the they put the bathroom or I'm, I guess I'm thinking about the master suite and shit, but like they put the bathroom in like its own little room and like I'm not putting the squatty potty downstairs in the visitor bathroom, dog, because yeah. visitors ain't allowed to shit in my house. Like <laughs> if you're a regular <laughs> Why visitor, am I making things easier yeah, for like, you? Yeah, and even like if it's my mom and them, like they can come upstairs and use you know the good bathroom if they need right, to. Like a right. regular like the maintenance man when you come over, bro, like you don't get no squatty potty. Their 1,000% should be a good bathroom and a guest bathroom. And the guest bathroom should, for all intents and purposes, only have enough room in it for standing pissing. I oh, love absolutely. a good... Bro, those are my favorite. When I go over to people's house and I ask to use the bathroom and I go in their bathroom and their guest bathroom is literally just a toilet and a sink and they squeeze in enough like, room for a towel rack, I'd be like, this is ours, ours is a true like half bath. It only has a toilet. And the sink, but it's definitely enough room for you to get comfortable and take a shit in there still. See, if you need too inviting. To. Yeah, too, too inviting, inviting, but like it's it's like dab smack in the middle of the center of the main level of the home. So hopefully you're not having a rough time because everybody gonna hear you. Like it's not gonna Bro, be a secret. I was just like, about to say that's it's the... not a, it's not an inviting to shit in bathroom for sure. Yeah. This looks like a PN get up out of here. Also, I like I like a secondary bathroom that's small and is adjacent to the kitchen, uh, believe it or not, because then you really gonna think about it like, damn, I can't. I can't do this. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. Yeah, but that's some old school shit. Like, why the fuck did y'all put the bathroom next to the y'all kitchen? Put this here, assholes. Trying to make it easier on the plumbing. I bet. Like, okay, the water source is going yeah. here already. Let's just branch it off. I guess. I mean, carry Kinda my like shit right back to the kitchen with me. <laughs> this uh, this past week, I had the pleasure of being arm candy for my wife. Right, mm-hmm. as you know, she's a business administrator for the bank. She's a big deal out here. She's making friends and colleagues and she's big talk of the town. Are and you statement? Yes. Actually, yes. And I was right. going to slide into that. Like it's it's super cool to see her like flourishing out here. And she's like power suit businesswoman with shoulder pads and everybody knows and loves her. And it's super dope to see. And she was putting on this like chamber commerce party thing that she had organized and got catering for and did at the bank for all like the good customers, et cetera, et cetera. And she asked me to come and accompany her. But it was one of those situations where she had to be there early to make sure shit was getting done correctly. And I had to show up after like later when the thing started. And I, you know, when you're coming to represent your partner, especially when your partner is in a position of power like this, you want to come correct, right? Like you want to smell good, dress nice, be presentable, and you got to kind of work the room and be arm candy and be Donovan's husband for the night and all of that. And honestly, I was nervous about it, bro, because 
Now, was, not that I'm socially ask, awkward. I was going to ask how comfortable you are with this. I was, I was following along with you. I'm following. Like, I, how, I was nervous. How because much pressure it, is that? That's the thing. Like, I'm not, you know me, I'm not socially awkward to any stretch of the imagination, right? Like I can work a room. I can be any room, make people like me. I can be charismatic. I can do the, I can do the dance. I'm not bad at doing the dance, but it's a different dance when you're not going, trying to seek attention, when you're going there to enhance somebody else's shine, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going in there trying to make people say, man, that Lamar's is awesome. I'm going in there to be like, man, Donovan's husband is pretty all right. Like there is a landing zone. You can overshoot it and you can undershoot it. So I was nervous about like being correct company. Now, when I say correct company, it ain't like my wife would have came to me and be like, I hate you. You took all my attention away. That ain't it at all. You know what I'm saying? But there's a proper way to be arm candy for your wife's function when the focal point is your wife, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if you were to go in there and, and, you know, uh, Act accordingly is how I'll put it, um, and you know, and be comfortable in that position. Not trying to overshadow your wife or any of that, but like you just being you and in that manner impresses the fuck out of her boss, and now he wants to invite you into the boys' club. Now, now you, <laughs> now you get to go on the different. golfing trips. Now you're invited to the beach house party, like, right. and 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 essentially, who she works for is now one of your homies. Like, how do how are you allowed to accept that invitation? I don't even want to say like, how does that turn out? I think like, you have to. Like, I think you have to, like, if it becomes a whole weekend at Bernie's situation and they're just enamored with your personality, can't get enough of you, and they need you to come on the skiing trip, I think your duty to your wife is to make that happen so you can, like, make those, like, the point of these gatherings are networking, right, and relationships. It is, and I don't want to. This is all hypothetical, and I don't want to tell you from. But the you story. can't be like breakdancing in the middle of the floor, spinning then, on your this, back. But not even like, what if? What if he just falls so much in love with you that it like? I don't want to say it overshadows all the work, but like your wife feels like she never got that reception of acceptance from the work that she does oh, for her. Yeah, like what if it starts to interfere yeah. in that manner? Like, hey, like it's my boss. He cool, y'all cool, but like, hey, fuzz, you got. I never even seen that nigga laugh like that. You before. can't do the back nine this week, bro. Sorry, <laughs> like. Well, even in those circumstances, I'll tell you what I would do. In that circumstance, had that been the case, then I would be like, cool, I ain't going. Because what I what I give a fuck about, like, it ain't like I work for him. You know what I'm saying? He can't get me no raise unless now he's trying you're, to offer me. Now, if he's trying to offer me a job. But now you're in the awkward position where now you're turning down all of his friendship offers. Is he trying to offer me? works for him. Is he trying to offer me work? Is he trying to, like, put some money in my pocket ultimately? No, he just thinks you're cool. You're you're the you're the black guy for his group. He's not going to say it out this loud. Benefit, like, nah, it ain't worth it to just be the black guy of the group. Now, if he's trying to hire me at, like, twice my wife's pay, you know the motto here. We're always striving to make more than our wives. <laughs> at, at any cost. Like, like it, listen, right out the gate. This It's 54 <laughs> minutes into the podcast plus. Uh, at this point, if she's still listening, hopefully she's laughing. But I got to keep it funky, bro. Like, if, if, if me being cool with the CEO of her bank results in me making twice as much money than her and then, like, her being knocked down 0.3 of a peg... I gotta do it, bro, just for the sake of competition. Like I have to. Oh, do it. OMG. I mean, I, I'm and I'm painting a wild scenario, honestly. So this like, is but like, obviously I, the wildest scenario. Yeah, it is the wildest. But like, I'm just seeing like you've gone to the party now. He loved your demeanor. He loved your fucking uh, Sean John for men cologne that you had right. on, and now. <laughs> He just wants to hang out with you every other weekend. And, like, he still, like, treats your wife cool. And he's, like, but, like, now when he comes in in the morning, he doesn't say, hey, good morning, Donovan. How was your weekend? He goes, hey, good morning, Donovan. How's cat? Like, everything. 
<laughs> like it's not it's not That's about gross. her anymore not at all. Thing. He's all of his interaction is just concerned about Kat and like she's not invited to go golfing on the 18 holes, but like you know, again, I'm just painting the waters of pictures that has nothing. Well, you to know, do. I always gotta take it too far, but what if I do go on a golfing trip? And like I show up to the clubhouse and I'm ready to go golfing for the first time. And he's like, Oh, Cat, I'm so glad you're here, man. I got some uh golfing uh golfing gear for you. You said this was your first time, so I went ahead and got your measurements from your wife. And I got you a golf outfit in the back. Go ahead and get changed up and we'll be ready to go ahead and uh tee off. And I'm like, cool. And I walk in the room and it's like, you know, these nice golf clubs, they'll have like a bamboo light wooden mm-hmm. door, and you open the light wooden door and it swings a little. Faster than you anticipated because it's lighter than you thought it was because it's nice shit. You're like, damn, it's a nice-ass clubhouse. You walk in, and it's a shower room, and it's a bathroom, and it's a change room, and it's all nice and really clean, and it's marble everywhere. And you go to find your outfit, and it's all platinum FUBU. Like, what do you, like, <laughs> do you put it on? <laughs> like, if it's, like, platinum FUBU golf cleats, and your shirt is, like, remember the FUBU jerseys that faded from, like, blue to red on top? Like two colors that are so opposite could somehow fade into each yeah, other. Yeah. What if it's an 05? It has the big numbers 05 on the chest. I, know. I had this Fubu golf that, jersey with a collar. The, do you put it on? I had this outfit you're discussing. And in 2022, no, I do not put this outfit on. We we actually got to have a conversation about the outfit if that's what's behind the bamboo door. <laughs> if you walk out with it in your hands, like, what's this about, Ted? Uh, no, we call we actually call Ted in the room. Hey, Ted, I need you to come check <laughs> something out, bud. Yeah, yeah. I need to, to clarify something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of arm candy and kind of keeping it at that, bro, are you familiar with um the homie uh, Chicklet HF from the YouTube's uh, Instagram fame? Like he's like a Latin homie from New York, and he made his mark on the internet. From like his videos would be really funny. It would be him and his girl. And he would be basically kind of like acting like a bitch, but it would be funny. And his girl would be like punking him and like slapping him around or yelling at him, like kind of like a Latin love series. And like, this is kind of like how Latin love grows. Your your girl like bullies you and he would like make fun of the, like being I, I a bitch believe, type shit. I believe I know who you're talking about, it. but I'd have I'm to sure see the seen. face. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen this style of people you're referring to. So yeah, I know, I'm sure you've seen the going. guy because he's the OG of this style of content. And I think he's funny. Like, I, I, I know it's a joke. Like, I know they're, relationship is not actually abusive like that. Like they seem like they got quite the foundation. They've been together a long time and I kind of respect like how they built a, I guess you would call it company. I don't want to, I don't want to call him. I don't want to say this out of, out of turn, but you're talking about the really light skinned guy. The really light skinned guy. You know, you know, know, know. he kind of looks like a baby still. I know what you mean. Yes. That's Chicklet. So Chicklet is hilarious to me. I find their content. The fact fact that I said he still looks like a baby and his name is Chicklet. I didn't even do that on purpose. So that's pretty good. Um, what I wanted to ask you about though, <clears throat> they've been doing the content thing probably since like the Vine days and they're pretty big at this point and their their brand has kind of blown up to where they don't really have to smack each other around for the look anymore and it's cool mm-hmm. of them to kind of mature out of that, but they still kind of do the couple content and shit like that. But I noticed that his girl, whose name is like Melina or Melania or some shit like that, she now is a brand ambassador for Fenty, for Savage Fenty. Mm-hmm. The lingerie line. Mm-hmm. And my question to you is, if you're a chicklet, right? Now, mm-hmm. I think we can probably skip back past the would you let your chick model Savage Fenty? Because I think both our answers are a resounding yes, right? Like, yes, if Rihanna want to pay you to take lingerie pictures, I don't really care about that. Like, that don't bother right. me at all. But right. here's the color of the question that I want to ask you. 
how smooth would you be at being supporting your wife? Because I think it's both a resounding yes from both of us. But how smooth would you be at supporting your wife in modeling Fenty lingerie if she got her fame from smacking you around specifically? Because I think that adds quite, like, I think it adds a little bit of lemon zest to the situation, if nothing else, right? Because y'all got on from her taking her index finger and pointing your forehead until it like snapped back like a car accident, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, there's nothing wrong with her putting on lingerie and taking sexy pictures for money, especially for some, somebody like the likes of Rihanna. It ain't like she's doing it for the nasty nigga that's a DJ at the fucking club. She's doing it for Rihanna. So you know Rihanna's probably got your best interest in mind. She ain't trying to whore you out. She's just trying to sell a little bit of merchandise. And she probably cares about you and your boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a certain level of like Instagram modeling that is involved here. Whereas when you put the shit on and you do take the pictures and you do post them to be a brand ambassador, then you know, you're going to get the comments. Right. And because you've made a living out of getting punked by your girl, I feel like some of the more scummier niggas are going to feel more like they can put the nastier things in the comments because sometimes people don't understand the difference between art and real life. Now you got knucklehead niggas thinking that they can just say whatever to your girl because she's got on lace because they just watched you get slapped around for the past 12 years. Now, all of this is obviously fictional tales to sell Mm -hmm. content. But do you think that there would be any flavor to this at all if you're a chicklet and you just made a whole living out of getting slapped around on camera? And then now niggas want to jump in your girl's comments and act like you don't even exist when they know for damn sure you absolutely. I mean, I think the 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 only downfall that I could find in it, because like I say, if if oh, none none of the shit bothers me, and the only thing that you could really like spotlight is like the the internet troll niggas who would have something to say about that angle of it, and like if you've if if you've done enough of the work, like you say, these niggas been around since Vine, so if you've done enough of the work to now be on like Rihanna and Savage Fenty's radar for doing that, like you got to kind of understand it doesn't particularly um, coincide with the content that we put out for real, for real. It's more about the audience um, and, and that demographic of people more so than about the lingerie relating to the content. Um, but, but I guess the only issue that I could find is like, if you at a point in time, like brought it to your girl, like, Hey baby, this one is a little too racy. And she like <laughs> start quoting niggas in the comments. Like, then we have a problem because bitch don't use these niggas as your bullets and your ammo and your gun to be trying to like fight with me. And these niggas like look at me in a certain type, you know what I'm saying? They're not respecting me in the manner that I should be respected and they don't have to because they don't know me, but you do. So like, don't use the POV of niggas who don't know me to justify some shit that I'm telling you, I got a problem with in real life. That's the only issue that I could find, you know, uh, amongst that. But like internet niggas is, Internet niggas, bro. These niggas use like avatar still, bro, versus a profile picture. Like, fuck out of here, fam. You know what's what's super interesting about this talk too is like, even in the example that you said, even you just bringing up a specific comment on your babe's social media at all, you're already losing. Like, you're mm-hmm. already losing even just reciting something somebody said in the comments to your girl. From that moment, I don't even think there's any any winning at all the minute you like come to your girl with your phone and you're facing the screen toward her like this one right here babe 
Well, not, who's not, this? Who's yeah, this? Yeah, well, not, I'm not even talking about like the nigga using. I'm talking about her using that on him. Like, if he mm. comes to her and be like, "Hey, babe, I ain't seen this picture before. Like, it's a little bit too much ass cheek out. Like, what can we do something about this? Like, I got a problem with it." And she'd be like, "See, it's this nigga right down here in the 1,632nd comment that said you was gonna say something about this nigga." Uh, like, that's bitch, I smack the fuck out of you. Like, you gonna make <laughs> me get all out of character now? But like, uh, that that's the only thing that I could find the issue with because like. We- I was, I was gonna, gonna say, would it be like I say the the, the shit? We would have had to have the conversation about the shoot period, like long before yeah. it came out. So like that that should be nothing. But like if you are gonna try and use that as ammo to fight with me, then we definitely got a problem. Well, let me ask you that while we on that, like, do you think that something as big as a fucking Savage Fenty contract is something that she should have discussed with him first? Yes. Like, do you think that she should have absolutely discussed that with him first? Yes. Do you think that that's grounds for, I'm not going to say a breakup, let me, but like grounds let me, for an argument me, if she just took it and then talked to him afterwards? I, I I need full understanding of the situation in which you felt like you had to take it first without consulting me. Because if I can relate to, part I'm putting myself in like my position of me and my wife right now in the relationship that we have. Like if she was presented with this option and she was like, okay, well, hey, let me make a phone call to my husband real quick. And they're like, hey, nah, we kind of like need this right now. You know what I'm mm. saying? And this is what it's going to be. If she can make me, if she can make me feel like she still made a conscious decision and she wasn't pressured in that, I think I'm fine by that. You know what I'm saying? But if I feel like she just went all under pressure and like, well, the girls, we selling out around this motherfucker? Like, you know what I'm <laughs> what saying? Like, I'm a fine. Yeah. What, what are we doing? But like, I, I would fully expect her if presented with that to be like, all right, well, if I, you know, if I can't take it home to him and talk it over, let me call him real quick. And then if not, I'm going to assume she analyzed it and made the best decision for not just her, you know what I'm saying, for our family and our situation, that she was like, all right, either I take it now or, or it's not going to be available to us no more and we're going to miss this opportunity. That's kind of a not a trend in my life lately, but like I like pointing out missed opportunities. Mm. And you already know the rant I was on earlier today anyways, which I want to thank you on there for talking to me. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we got another week. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Um I think that's super interesting, man, because like I do want to come out here and say while we're on this subject, like I am definitely of the ilk and understanding that if your girl want to do something right, like say take a sexy lingerie shoot, even if it ain't for Savage Fenty, like I think I'm of the belief that you got to kind of let your girl do what she's going to do now. If she want to ask you and y'all want to discuss it, obviously you discuss it, give her your point of view and all of that. But if she's just going to do what she's going to like, if your girl is going to fight you on it and she's like, no, you ain't letting me free myself. Ain't you heard Faith Evans' new album? And then she just wants to do it. You kind of got to let her do it and then just like adjust accordingly, whether that means you need to be out or y'all need to have a but discussion see, I, after. And I hate to make adjustments. But I, I just have never felt, well, I ain't going to say never, but I have learned in my I life hate. that trying to stop them or quote unquote save them from themselves to let's, me, it just feels like always a mistake. Let's let's insert some real life in here, all right? All right? Because all right. because I feel like the 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 Rihanna Savage Fenty example is one thing. Like we we all you know in the we all gonna agree know, that. Yeah, we know what that is. But let's let's make it a little real life. Let's okay. Let's say for the sake of this example, we do not know Bernie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you said, hey, bro, we've been doing this show too long, bro. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate the fact that you can read my face and like, let me talk first, bro. Like, let me say my shit. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. I'd be, be having to make sure you with me. So, I'm with you. 
for the audience and people who don't know, Bernie is my brother-in-law. Shout out, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, Bernie is Donovan's brother. You know, there's relationships all across the board here. But like, Bernie, Bernie is a photographer. Bernie takes photos all across kinds the spectrum. Of Bernie takes yeah, photos all, all across the spectrum, and we Let's know not reduce Bernie. around. Yeah, we know. That's why I say he takes them all across the spectrum. It's not just mm-hmm. a specific type. Um, was three photography. I'll plug it here. Fuck it. Go ahead and check that shit out. Um, but let's say we didn't know Bernie and we know some of the types of photos that Bernie has taken. At um, times. At times, for sure. So let's say even, how do I want to put this? Let's, I mean, let's just give it the same scenario. Like your wife comes to you um, and says, hey, ran across this photographer who, as we know, Bernie comes up with these shoot ideas that he wants to execute. This is his idea. This is the location. This is the wardrobe. This is the theme. This is the premise of uh, of the situation. How do you feel about me going and doing this? And she really, really, really wants, wants to, to do it. it. She wants so, to do this. Are you again, as supportive as Rihanna and Savage Fenty? Let, let's let's reiterate the point that I don't know who he is, right? Yeah, like, let's, in this let's example, go back. Yeah. I don't know yeah, who yeah. he is. So yeah. I'm going to tell you how I would approach it straight up, bro. Like, first of all, I want to talk to my my girl about why she's so excited to do this, right? Like, because there's, there's, when I say psychology, I want to rewind back to the earlier conversation. It don't got to necessarily mean something's wrong with you, mm-hmm. but there's some thought process as to why you want to do it. And I want to delve into that a little bit, right? Like there's a conversation to be had about why now you're deciding to want to do this. Do you have some long lost dream to be a model that I never knew about? Or did you just see other girls getting a lot of likes and you went in on the likes? Like, what mm-hmm. conversation are we having here? Okay. Ultimately, I still don't care. Well, I ain't going to say don't care. I still ain't going to block you from doing it, even if I think your reasoning behind doing it is questionably stupid. I'm just going to ride, right? Mm-hmm. Just going to ride. You want to do it for the likes, but you want to admit it to me? Whatever. Let's do it. Now we're at this part of the conversation. Are you telling me you're going to do it? Or are you inviting me to it? Because uh, these are it. also are you, two different things. Are you are you telling me you're going to do it, or, or, or I guess what is the level of questioning? Are you seeing how comfortable? Are you are you still going to do this, and you're trying to see how comfortable with it I am? Right. Or are you basing Asking if you're going to do it or not it. off right. of how I feel or not? That right. there's definitely levels to the question. There's so many agree. layers to this because, like, honestly, and again, shout out Wall Street photography and the whole Welch gang, all of that shit. But there's like. There's layers to all of this shit. And if I'm mm-hmm. being completely real, because that's what we do here on the podcast, and I owe you as a friend enough to be able to just be completely honest with you, I know Bernie, and that's mm-hmm. family, and that's still conversations that we had to have. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We still had to have some of these conversations mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? Exactly. What are we doing here? Yeah, you know what I mean? Not to delve too much into it. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not to delve too much, because I give y'all too much of my personal shit here. Some of this shit is not for you. <laughs> but I will say that over the years, there's a, co- a lot of conversations that mm-hmm. I've had to have, she's had to have with me, I've had to have with her, we've had to have with people. But mm-hmm. that's what's so important to a successful relationship is having the conversations in seeking the understanding, right? Because you could easily be just barking at each other and then one motherfucker just be like, I'm out, bro. If you act funny at a nigga just trying to take some pictures and then just weaponize the whole thing, then you ain't going to get nowhere. Because again, like I said before, he, she, they are going to do what they are going to do. And I just think it's most beneficial to give them the, the clearance yeah, so they can show you where they are and- with it. Yeah, and this is this is really Mentally. again. 
this example is more so like a um what's the word that I'm looking I don't want to even call it an insecure male ego type of situation because But let's call again, it that for fun. Well I mean for fun we can, but like again, I it's hard for us to take ourselves out of our shoes sometimes, but like we absolutely 100% give our wives the credits that they would like vet this entire situation out before bringing it to me. Um, and again, you know, same thing, you know, with my wife and Bernie, like, I, I think if it was brought to me and I didn't know Bernie, my first, um, I think my first order of business is to go look at the work. I need to yeah. see what previous work that you yeah. have produced that Agreed. makes my wife interested in whatever you have sold her about whatever you want to do. And I don't, and I don't even particularly, well, I, I semi care about quality of work. Let me say that. Like and 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 I, because there there's a clear difference. Fam, that's important because fam, if I and see like, you I like if I see you like bent over on a child's playground toy with yeah. uh, with with cake frosting smeared on fam, your ass cheeks, fam, then I'm gonna be like, you have zero. And taste, not for nothing. I can't deal with this. I'll keep it one thousand. I did my best um, throughout throughout my career of whatever you want to call it of being in Columbus. Um, I don't think I've ever seen my wife in any of these, but like. I never wanted to see myself or really anybody that I knew in a DW picture from back at the crib, dog. And the girls that I knew that modeled for D and like, I don't, I don't know this fellow. I don't, but like what I saw. So if my mm-hmm. wife comes to me and says, Hey, it's a certain style. this guy a wants to take a style. picture of me and I get the, the answer is absolutely hell no. And if you go, that's probably going to create an issue. And and not to say that, you know, dude is trying to be a creep or but like, yo, look, look at what you're running to. Like, let's at least I'd rather you go to JCPenney, bitch, or like glamour shots or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's if you're going to do it, let's at least try to do it. But this don't look like it's going to like even satiate you enough to get over this. You don't want to do this again after fucking with this nigga. Like, and I want you to get out, out of the realm of this. And it's like. I guess if a nigga were to, and I hate to like bring the comparison because I think it was a thing in real life, but I don't give a fuck. I ride for my niggas anyways. But like, if you bring me a DW set versus a Welch three photography set, like I'm going to pick the Welch three photography set or not even for nothing. Just to, I don't even on the same level of salaciousness. If you bring me what I think of a DW and what I think of like a facet photo shoot, I might have a hard decision on my hand. (laughs) It's, because um, like while I can send my respect what Facet is doing, I don't know if I trust that nigga all the way. You know it's a brand, bro. It's a brand. Like it, it, it's and to me, photography is so interesting too, right? Because I like I'm kind of into photography, low key. Like I love taking good pictures. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm actually good at it. I considered taking photography in high school, so mm-hmm. I I think I have a different perspective and outlook on what Bernie and other photographers do just based on the fact that I was into photography. And I Mm -hmm. feel like if I had the money and the time, I would be getting my own cameras and shit anyway, because I feel like I got an eye for angles and shit like that. And um, so it's just interesting to see like brands and like, for instance, when you brought up DW, right? Like my mind went to, I wonder if he intended for his reputation to be this way. Or the success just steered him down that path. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was that his intent. Now, at this point, it don't matter because it is who you are now, whether Mm. you wanted it or not. You've embraced it. You've rolled around in it. And you are very aware it is who you are. So Mm -hmm. you can't even hit me with the, oh, bro, I really wanted to take classy, tasteful pictures of art. But this is just what the niggas, they begged me for. But, bro, you've been doing it for, like, you did it for so long. You can't sit here and try to tell me like this and is like, not too, what you want. And like, let me let me throw let me throw the nigga some bail too. You can't um, you can't create all of your uh, 
uh, what's the word that I'm looking for with, when you shoot people? You you just can't make them look like what you want them to look like all the time. So a lot of times you were shooting what was in front of you, and I yeah, can't, yeah. I cannot knock you for that. So let me. You can't control that. the muse yeah, in all these situations. I cannot control the. I can't the, the 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 product of the photo or you know the focus of the photo. I cannot. I you can't help that, particularly in the places that you were hired at. But even I feel like some of the things that I saw that you curated were not impressive to me. And that's not even me hating. That's just me being honest. Like, and I, again, I don't know, bro, and whatever. So so, so for you, what would be the extent of your girl wants to take some salacious photos and she literally just wants to do it for the likes? There is no Fenty deal around the corner. She just wants to do it because she saw somebody else do it and she thought it was fly. Like, I mean, say what for say, you would be, what for you is the line as far as I mean, let's that? say, let's say it's a gift. Like, I, I, I'm not against it. I guess let me put it that way, but like, I guess it's all about the setup. It's all about the preparation for it. You know what I'm saying? Because if it again, if it comes out of left field and you present me with something that I feel like is not up to standard, what I feel like you should be like presenting to me, then I'm gonna be upset. But like, if you or not even for nothing, like I say, we'll put it into a scenario of like maybe it's for like a nigga's birthday or something like that. So like, if you went and did that, and you, I probably couldn't be mad at that because that's like a one off thing. You probably should not have consulted me for that, and I can understand right. moving forward that you did whatever the fuck you. I don't even probably need to know too many details about what happened, like unless you like giving me old school hustler like showing me pussy lips in the photos, then I gotta ask if like the photographer was male like, or female. But, did he but I'm gonna trust you. Anyway, did he said yeah, the timer, like, Lee. <laughs> I was going to literally ask you about that because it's like, I, I dig the whole, like, you did this really racy photo shoot for me. But, like, at what point does the man's mind go, well, who took these? And how do you, like, what do you say to you to get you so comfortable <laughs> in, in this one? Yeah, like, of course, all that stuff crosses your mind. But, like, you just, again, You're probably like, wrong. You're probably wrong for even digging. Like, you should just be enjoying your Father's Day present, but. Definitely. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it all goes back to, like, giving, giving particularly my wife the benefit of the doubt to do all the necessary vetting in order to get it done properly to, to, to have the answers to my questions before I even ask them because she knows me so well. So like, I, I'm gonna give her that credit. And then for, for me these days, like I'm pretty good. Like, just let me do the shooting. Like, just let me do yeah, the shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True that. Go ahead and put true. on what you want to put on. I got the angles for you. I'm actually pretty good at this. Let me do the shooting. And then, you know, I however put- you feeling after the photo shoot, we can actually fully take advantage of however you feeling. All we need is a ring light and portrait mode. <laughs> oh my god i almost said it's so easy these days but i didn't want to like discredit anybody that does real photography so I, I do understand there is a difference fuck all that bro this friday more black superheroes is going to be oh, in your phones in your stores i don't give a fuck what nobody else is talking about west side boogie is back He's you back. niggas is in trouble i'm calling it now potential album of the year and i ain't heard none of it yet I'm, I don't, Wes, I don't care, bro. I don't, Can I be honest? What about the Kendrick not being that great? No, 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 no. Well, you see, we didn't talk about any of that on purpose. Like, I, th- I think we said what needed to be said about it. It like, cooled I'm, off on me. I ain't gonna I mean, lie. I was real we, hot the first day. It cooled off on me. I mean, the, the first week it was, it was up on me. I haven't, I, I've gone back to it. I haven't listened to it a whole bunch, but like what I like off of there, I like. I, I won't front on it. But what scares me about the West Side Boogie album, um, uh-huh. what was it, 11, 12 songs? 12, 12 songs. I don't know if it's enough. I see. I, I you know me. I want fifteen to seventeen, 
But here's what kind of soothed me because I saw the same thing. I was like, 12, we waited three 12. years. Yeah, that's what I'm 12. saying, like 12. But here's, what, here, here's the one thing that is making me maybe be okay with 12 from Boogie after waiting three years. He pays so, and you know this, he pays so much music, attention to the music. And when I say music, not beats, the orchestration, the instrumentation. So I fully expect some of these songs to be five, six, seven minutes, um, fully fleshed out experiences and stories. So as long as he's still giving me everything's for sale, thirst 48 vibes on these 12 songs Mm -hmm. and all in these 12 songs stick. Now he don't got no room for no flutter. That's what I'm, and that's what ain't that's no what room for no me. extra crust. That's what scares me about twelve. Like from Boogie, I need I need twelve. If you're gonna give me twelve, but if anybody is capable these days of he making is. twelve that stick to the ribs, he is on that short list. He he is. I'm and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. It just scares me. But like I'm I'm still front row. I'm there for it. Another thing that made me a little bit more confident in waiting three years for twelve tracks from Westside Boogie is he got a LOL SMH part two, which lets me know that he knows. That we know. See, I didn't he get a knows chance. I didn't, I, didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to dive into the joint, but that's he good. He got an LOL SMH part two. So that's good. He he know I think he knows what we want, but and that's those of y'all saying, that don't like, know who Westside Boogie is, man, don't don't play fam. yourself. If you're hearing this before Friday at all, go put in your streaming or your YouTube, whatever, West Side Boogie, B-O-O-G-I-E. And do yourself a favor and listen to what's probably one of the most talented uh, artists. I'll call them all. Rapper is disrespectful to him. Like, one of the most talented artists out there right now. Yeah, bro. I I still find myself often um, listening to Fall Before the Climb from Thirst 48, fam. That's Mm -hmm. one of the the best songs of all times, for real. For Like, I know I say that about a lot of shit, but I love music. So, like, suck my dick. But... Is a, is a lot of great songs, and he he's he's at the top. He makes a lot of great music, fam. So again, like I ho- I hope he gives us the twelve. I hope I hope that's what comes out of this album. I want the twelve, like not that this is the twelve I wanted to give you. No, I wanted you to listen to all that shit that you created, and I wanted those to be the twelve. Like now, nah, these are the twelve that have to go out, and not for nothing. Album called More Black Superheroes, Father's Day weekend. He's on the cover with his three sons. Like we know Boogie to be that, like, that dad figure. Like he's at yeah. the kids' basketball. Like he's that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like he's family man, dad style type nigga. So I'm super excited to be able to listen to some dad tracks on Father's Day weekend True. in preparation for Juneteenth. Let's monetize it. Let's give niggas a red, black, and green T-shirt with the purchase of every one of these albums. I'm here for it. Now, now maybe I'm overexcited because this is one of my favorite artists right now, but I'm just super pleased to see that this is finally announced. We're finally about to get it. And, bro, I, I can't be more excited. I can't wait till Friday gets here. So I'm excited. It looks like we got a prideful two as well. So like, man, I'm I'm hoping this is the twelve, fam. Like, I wish I wish a nigga would have gave me the length 15. on this motherfucker. I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm I need the to, minutes. I'm trying to look at the minutes on this motherfucker. Now, if it's know, 37 minutes, then I'll oh, three years for 37 minutes. Are you these <laughs> right now? Wes is pinch pinch zooming on the album artwork yeah, to see if he can figure out yeah. anything for us. It ain't it ain't giving it to me, but and I and I don't want to knock niggas because we, again we had this conversation with uh with J Cole when he came. We had this conversation with Tyler when they came. Like I think J Cole was thirty eight minutes. Tyler is like forty two minutes. So like I'm just gonna Petty Me is gonna lot. have to get over it. Yeah, but like uh, you just have you just have to make me fool from whatever you give me. Pause if necessary. Yeah, we we need the experience, and I'm here for it. Um, 
Glad we could wait to the end of the show to give y'all super music geek uh, commentary mm-hmm. on an artist that probably half of y'all don't know anything about. Man. Right. But like I said, if you get bored at your cubicle, throw West Side Boogie on. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We got anything else before we get out of here? Um, no, Nothing particular. I mean, I guess I can ask you about something. This could be something that we talk about on the way out. I don't think this okay. is too deep. But I wanted to ask you, as an adult, um, maybe you can chime in on this on any shape, form, or fashion, however you feel. Um, I guess another shout-out to J. Cole here for um, kind of immortalizing it in lyrics. But how do you feel about wet dreams, fam? Um, like r- real wet dreams? Real wet dreams. Not the song. Real Actual, life. like... Okay, so first, we got time. This is our show. We can go as long as we want. We always say that, and then we go like a minute and a half. (laughs) Fucking, okay. So first of all, let's define wet dreams here, because I don't know if I know exactly. In order to qualify as a wet dream, do you actually have to, like, nut in your pajama pants for it to be qualified as a wet dream? Or can it be a wet dream if you, like, wake up and, like, your dick is on, like, absolute swole, and you remember, like, damn, I did have a dream about fucking somebody last night. That's crazy. You got to like, bust it. Are both of those wet dreams or is it only wet if you actually, you gotta, like, oh my God, yeah, I need to change nah, my you gotta, you gotta, Yeah, you got to bust a nut in the PJs. I think I've only had that maybe happen once in my teenage life. Wow. Is that weird? I think, and I, I only think because my dreams don't be vivid enough. I don't think my dreams be vivid. Like, do your dreams have to be viv- vivid to have a wet dream? I would assume so. They have to be pretty. I mean, to me, it's the same line of like, I don't want to say it like that, but like when you pee in the bed, like because you get that feeling that you've gotten up, that you are peeing, and you've gone to the toilet. And, I'm and always not, scared of that. It's not, yeah, it's I'm not always until terrified you're that I'm gonna have a dream about peeing. Yeah, it's not until you're actually peeing that you actually question if you really got out of the bed or not. Which is the funniest part about all of that shit. You'd be like, wait, did I actually get out of the bed? And by that time, it's definitely too late in the dream. But like, I would definitely um say it has to arouse a lot of the senses in order for you to have a wet dream. And then like I've heard people say that. Wet dreams is like the demons and the devils like fucking mm-hmm. you at night and shit. Like, yeah, bro, I've heard all types of crazy ass shit. Bro, Christians try to ruin all the the sweet little present pleasures of life, bro. Like, why I gotta be demons jacking you off? Like, why I can't just be enjoying a really good drink? Niggas don't get sleep as it is, bro. Yeah, bro. But like, I just, I thought it was an interesting concept that came across, um, you know, my mind last week or so. And then I, I remembered that J. Cole made the dream. So, or not the dream, but he made the song. The song. So. No, I, th- I think that's that's super interesting because, like, a, like I said, my my dreams don't be vivid enough for me to ever like get that into them per se. And I, I hate even saying that because I sound like I'm trying to excuse myself from the answer of the conversation. But like I said, I only remember even having that happen to me to completion maybe once in my like early teen puberty years, and then from there, I th- you know what I think it might be when you're most susceptible to it is probably your teenage years, right? And in my teenage years, remember, I'm a late bloomer. I didn't start having sex true. until true. 19, true, true, true. 18, 19. So even though I, it probably would have been prime time for me to be having a wet dream, I didn't know enough about what sex actually felt like for that to transfer into my subconscious to appear in a dream good enough for my dick to probably perform whatever it needed to do to have a wet dream. Because I, I I was super interested in finally having sex at 16, 17 years old. But I didn't, like, I wasn't getting close enough to the actual activity enough, I think, for my subconscious to pick up on it. Because, like, at this point, I'm still a virgin, like, 40-year-old virgin style, like, thinking titties felt like sandbags. Like, I didn't even, 
I didn't even know what titties felt like at 17 yet. So I just was like, I don't, I have nothing to base these dreams on enough to be able to go there. I think, I think that's that might've been my block. You missed your window. I can understand that. Yeah. I think I missed my window. I think I missed That's it. legit. That's legit. Uh, if I could turn that back on, would I? <laughs> I mean, Amazon got, Amazon got pajama pants probably for like 12 to $14. So I would turn it back on. It. Who the fuck knows? You never know. That's legit. All right. This has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all listening to our porn talk, our wet dreams talk, our uh, boo-boo out the butthole talk. Uh, sometimes we're highbrow and sometimes the brow got to get a little low, but it's all human activity. And uh, hopefully y'all get something from that. And if y'all don't, too late now. It's already been an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, you're uh, deep into this thing. Pause if necessary from any of the previous conversations that we've had. Um, it's your boy, Wes. No tea. And all the other shit that you know me for, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this right here at the end of the pod while we're wrapping things up. Um, happy birthday to my wife on today. Hey, happy today birthday! Is, today is her actual birthday, and by today I mean today in pod world. Um, so actual Tuesday when this thing drops is her birthday. So shout happy out to birthday to Jack! Happy birthday to her for sure. Real nigga right there. Um, like I say each and every week, man, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And VR headsets are way too cheap for you to not be watching porn on them. I'm going to refrain from downloading porn to my son's VR headset. And I'm just going to have to put together five or $600 and get my own. And I'll report back when I get some, uh, Definitely. some data and stuff to share with the, with the family. <laughs> Yeah, please. We need uh, content for the pod. We're dying over here. Um, you already know rule number one around here is tell a friend to tell a friend. Not only about the podcast, but that um, in in about two weeks here, I'm going to be 33. And um, at 32, you can still have wet dreams. But rule number two, uh, all business ain't good business. So mind your motherfucking business. Well, speaking of mind your business, what were you dreaming of? We'll talk about it next week. We'll catch on next week. You have officially been dead.